0: when people do the math, it was just like, all right, forget it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this because it's like a lot, especially Mm -hmm. if think about if you're coming to this with a negative net worth, tons of debt, it can seem at first discouraging, Mm -hmm. which is why I break down the stages the way I, I do, because you don't have to be completely debt free or completely, you know, at your financial independence number to experience freedom.
1: Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pillay, and welcome to episode 134 of the She's Offscript
0: podcast.
1: This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet Jamila Soufran, who's the founder of the Journey to Launch podcast and platform where she helps people reach financial independence. When she first started on this FI journey, she and her husband saved $169,000 in two years with the intention of retiring by age 40. Now, while she was pregnant with her third child, she decided she could no longer handle the three-hour commute to and from work. So she took a chance, quit her job, and invested her time into growing her own business instead. During my conversation with Jamila, she shares the five stages you'll go through in your journey to attaining financial freedom. She talks about how you can calculate how much money you need to save in order to be independent, the importance of mindset and habits on this journey, and so much more. Before we hear the rest of Jamila's story, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate and review our show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories like Jamila's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own Offscript journeys. The She's Offscript podcast also has a membership community to help you launch and grow your business with resources and coaching. Join our Boss Offscript community today by going to sewa at jpele.com forward slash community. With that, let's go off script with the founder of the Journey to Launch podcast and platform, Jamila Soufrant. Jamila Soufrant, welcome to She's Off Script. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
0: you so much for having me.
1: So for anyone listening who hasn't come across you before, could you share who you are and what you do?
0: Sure. So my name is Jamila Soufrant of Journey to Launch. So I have the Journey to Launch podcast and Journey to Launch platform where I help people reach financial independence, reach financial freedom. So I give them the inspiration, the tools, the just confidence, which honestly, I believe you have already inside of you, but just the knowledge and wherewithal to accomplish all your money goals. So I do that through Journey to Launch.
1: Now you launched your Journey to Launch platform to document your journey into financial independence. So before we dive too much further into your story, can you define those terms for us? What's financial independence versus financial freedom?
0: Yeah, I love that you're starting it out this way, just because there are so many people who define it differently and or just don't know that this is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I will say, you know, these are my definitions. Some of it is kind of standard, but a lot of it you can use and transfer or manipulate in the way that makes it work for you. But the technical term for financial independence is having enough money saved and invested to not have to actively work again. So you can live off of those investments, those investments, spin off income. So whether that is from your retirement investments or investment accounts, real estate, even a business, but you don't have to actively depend on a paycheck to work because you've reached this level in which your income from your investments covers your
1: living expenses. Got it. Got it. And then the financial freedom side of it is that, are they interchangeable? They can be so. Sometimes I think the financial independence. So
0: the FIRE movement, which is F I R E, it's the acronym that stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And so I think sometimes when people hear that, it's intriguing, especially if you haven't heard it before. But there also may be something that comes up that says, okay, I, I can I can understand the financial independence part, but the retire early part, you know, it sometimes triggers people because it's just like, first of all, I'm not on track to retire at the standard age, and second mm-hmm. of all, who wants to stop working? People, I think ultimately want to work. Right. And so when I say financial freedom, you know, I'll, I'll use it interchangeably, but I think you can find financial freedom on your way to the ultimate level of financial independence. I think financial independence is a very big and aggressive goal. And I think you have to break it down so that it's manageable for people to understand where they are on the path and how possibly they can get to their own defined
1: level of freedom and independence. Got it. So what prompted you to start on this journey?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I've always had big goals and dreams. I am, you know, an immigrant myself. I came to the New York when I was about two years old, born to a single mom in Jamaica. And so I've always just had like a lot of ambition. And I think it's from my mom and my grandma and all these like strong women that I've seen. And I always said to myself, even growing up, like I wanted to be a millionaire before I knew what that really meant. I wanted to have money. And like, I just didn't like being told what to do. I was always that like strong-willed spirit. I always saw things differently than I felt like most people. And I didn't know though, how to make that a reality. As I started to get older and work and get my internship in college and then eventually go into the real world, you know, I was like, wait a second. So I don't want to work for anyone, but I don't know how to make that happen without like starting a big business or being born into money, which didn't happen. So I was like, I had these big ambitions about, okay, I'm not gonna work for anyone past 30. This is what I said to myself when I started working full-time at about like 22 in my corporate job. Then as I started to try new businesses, those didn't work out or I didn't like them. They weren't really going anywhere. I was, I said to myself, I guess I'm just supposed to work like everyone else. Like, who are you to have these big dreams? And then it was when I was in my early thirties on my long commute from Brooklyn to New Jersey, pregnant with my first child. And my commute was at that time, like an hour and a half average one-way driving. And before kids, like, fine. Right. Like I get home, it's fine. It's just me and my boyfriend. Now my husband at the time, like I, it was fine. But now being like married, I know I want to like have more kids. I, I was looking at my life and this commute and being stuck that day, which really, it all came back to me. It was like three hours stuck in a car, being pregnant with my first son. I was like, oh no. Like, I was just like, there is no way that I can do this for the rest of my life. Like there has to be another way. And that's when I started to Google, you know, I got home, had my like, Breakdown, but then I started to Google and think about those dreams I once had. Like they welled up again inside of me, and you can only like quiet those voices for so long. And so, so you know, I it led me to Google how to quit my job, how to retire early, all these things that you know potentially people who listen to this podcast or who are watching this may do sometimes. And I found out about this concept called financial independence, retire early. I saw that there were blogs about it, podcasts about it. It, I just went down this rabbit hole and I was like, wait a second, what is this thing and how can I apply it to my life? And that's kind of what prompted me on my journey.
1: Wow, see, there's something about pregnancy that seems to trigger nesting at a bigger level. At least I found that to be true for myself because even my entrepreneurial journey was triggered by the fact that I started to have kids and I really didn't wanna feel like I was missing out On all of those formative moments with them. And I started to think, well, what can I do so I have more control over how I earn? And here we are. But when I think about you and your family as you started on this journey, even though you and your husband lived in Brooklyn at the time, you earned decent salaries, at least enough to save $169,000 in two years. So is this possible for the average person to become financially independent?
0: Yeah, that, again, is a very valid question because I always say this with my story is that my husband and I together at the time when I worked in corporate America, we earned a good amount of money. You know, he's a teacher. And I worked in corporate America. Then I had a position where I got bonuses and climbed the corporate ladder. So it was a very lucrative career. But I would say before I found out about financial independence, we did not save or invest that much. So that 169000 that you talked about, over half of that, I forgot the numbers at this point, were in like our retirement accounts. So I was able to max out my 401k, my husband, because he's a teacher. He was able to max out two pre-tax retirement accounts, something I did not know before I started this journey that as a teacher, if you had access to a 403B plan, and you probably have access to also a 457 plan, both pre-tax retirement accounts. So a majority of what we saved and invested was pre-tax, and then the rest were in like Roth backdoor Roth IRAs and taxable investing. So again, we had the income to do that, but we did have to make changes because before financial independence, we were not saving and investing that much. And I couldn't really even tell you where the money was going before that. So now when people are like, okay, that's great for you. You guys obviously were earning enough to do that. What about me? You know, like I'm, I'm single, I'm just starting my career or I'm in tons of debt. I don't have the disposable income to do or save as much as you did. So I say, and this is why I break down financial independence into steps, because we came at it at a time where we were older, we were in our early 30s and we're already established in our careers and we're making good money. And we also didn't have that much debt at that time. Like we got out of debt in our 20s, right? So at the point at which we came into financial independence, we we kind of had an advantage with that and still had work to do. So first for anyone listening, who's not in that position is to understand where you are. And to one, I know it can, can be inspiring, but also discouraging, but like your journey is going to be uniquely your own. Like what you can do is going to be relative to what you earn and your responsibilities. And, you know, so it's really about just making incremental improvements and doing as much as you can do based on your circumstances. And I also talk about like the journey to financial independence in five stages. So I don't know if you want to get into that yet, but I think it also helps people realize that this is actually, like a marathon. And so it's not expected that depending on if you're coming into this with debt or uh, just at a different starting point that you'll get to your financial independence number in two years, right? Mm -hmm. If it took you 10 years to get into debt or to accumulate your debt, like it's probably going to take you that amount of time and more to get
1: out of it. Possibly, That makes sense. And I yeah. know your goal was to attain that independence by age 40. I don't know if that's still the goal, <laughs> but for anyone who is thinking about starting now, where do they start? Like where in your five steps or five journey or stages should they, to, should they start?
0: Yeah, so the five journey stages goes like this. The first stage is the explorer stage, meaning you just come to this and you really can't even pay your debt and your bills without going into the red every month, without spending on your credit card. Like you're literally just trying to get stable. So I call that the Explorer stage, stage one. Stage two, after you get out that Explorer stage, you potentially you have a budget, you're finally able to at least pay your expenses and debt payment is stage two, the cadet stage, which is getting out of consumer debt. And this is a big stage because we're talking about your credit cards, your car loans. I don't typically include like a mortgage or student loan here because sometimes those that's huge for most people. And, but once you get out of of consumer debt, which can take years, like I said, the next stage is the financial security stage, the aviator stage. This is a stage I was in when we were uh, saving and investing that $169,000. We were able to put a majority of our money to our investments and to prepare for my leap out of corporate America to help with my FU fund. So that's stage three, the aviator stage. Stage four is the work flexibility stage. It's the stage I'm currently in. And so... That stage is the commander stage, I call it, because you have more command over your life and you have more options. And this is a stage I think everyone can get to. So I think financial independence is a big goal. And, you know, I do want as many people to strive for it as possible. But this work flexibility stage where you can actually choose what you want to do for work because you you have like the flexibility in your budget and your money that is that stage four. And then stage five is the captain stage, the ultimate financial independence. Like you literally don't have to work if you don't want to. So that's how I break it down. So it's one understanding where you fit into that and then understanding the things you need to do to get through those stages.
1: Got it. So how do I figure out what my financial independence number is? How much money would I need to put aside to attain that level?
0: Great question. So the rule, the quick rule of thumb is the 25 times rule of the 4% withdrawal rate. So anyone can figure this out really quickly. There's tons of calculators that you can figure out, but really you're thinking about how much do I need to survive based on my standard of living? And remember, everyone has a different standard. Mm -hmm. Like there are some people who can live off $30,000, $40,000 $30,000, $40,000 a year and it works for them. And there are some people who hear that number and they're like, no, like I, I like I need twice or triple up the amount. Right. Just know that how much you need is going to basically impact how much you need to save and invest. So if you need the less amount that you need to live on a monthly and annual basis, the less you'll need to save. So take
1: your wait, just a quick question there. Now, does that 25 times rule also account for the fact that your needs are going to change over time. So my needs with a newborn where I'm paying 12, 13 or more grand in daycare costs are going to change as they hit middle school versus high school. So how do you account for those changes?
0: You have to look ahead. So you have to think about, okay, when would I ultimately want to reach financial independence? Right. Mm So it might be a 10 year, 15 year, 20 year journey for some people. And you can like, foresee or look out at where your kids will be at that stage, what you might do, right? So you have your current budget and the 25 times rule is essentially multiplying how much you think you are going to spend by 25. So your Mm -hmm. annual expenses by 25 gives you this number. So say it's $40,000, $40,000 times 25 is 1 million, I believe. Do the math on that. I think it's 1 million. So you'll need 1 million invested or saved in order to draw down on that in perpetuity without having to work or put money towards it again, using a 4% withdrawal rate. So you could do the math really quickly. So if you need 80,000, it's going to be more money, right? And so you could do that and then figure out, okay, okay, like you just said, same thing with me. Where are my kids, I have three. So where are my kids going to be if I want to reach financial independence in 10 to 15 years? Well, it depends on the kind of support I want to give them. If they're they're all going to be like, potentially going into college at that point. So do I make room in the budget for helping them with college? Do I make room in the budget for helping them, you know, with certain expenses or will my mortgage be paid off by then? So I can take that out. So you have to kind of play around where you'll think you'll be in that timeframe.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So now when you hear that 25 times, it starts to make you think, how do I get to that level? And then I wonder, as you work with people to attain that goal that they put out, what are the habits that you find are most necessary for them to be successful on this journey?
0: Yeah. That, so here's the thing. That is a big number. Sometimes when people do the math, they was just like, all right, forget it. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do this because it's like a lot, especially <laughs> if, think about if you're coming to this with like, with a negative net worth, tons of debt, it can seem at first discouraging, Mm -hmm. which is why I break down the stages the way I, I do, because you don't have to be completely debt free or completely, you know, at your financial independence number to experience freedom. Like I said, I am not financially independent, but I have a level of freedom because I started the journey, was able to quit this job that I wasn't in love with, able to have the flexibility in my life. So I always say to someone like, first understand that this again is a marathon and not a sprint and understand that to make these changes, like there are some practical things you need to do. You need to have a budget. You need to focus on paying off that consumer debt, those high interest consumer debts, focus on earning more. So it's not just about cutting back, but also, okay, how can you earn more Mm -hmm. in a way that feels good to you and suits your needs? And then also like the, like the practical stuff is one, but also that kind of mindset and habits like that fuels that. And to me, that is the biggest thing because a lot of us know like what we should be doing, but we don't know why we're not right. And that is where you dig deeper into the behaviors behind some of the things that you're doing now.
1: Got it. And so you mentioned mindset. What are some of those mindset blocks that you find people have that are preventing them from even starting the journey?
0: Yeah. One is just not believing it's possible for them. Like why me? Like, why would I be able to access this? level and lifestyle when people I know work harder than me, who maybe seem more deserving than me, like it's almost a self-worth issue for some people because it is, it does feel like there's this level that shouldn't everyone have access to this. And I think we should. And so if you are exposed to this, but you don't believe it's, you're deserving of it, it can feel like a conflict. And then the other thing is we all come from different cultures, backgrounds. There's some similarities, with some differences. Right. And depending on that, like this is totally, foreign to you and to the people that in your real life you're around and so without that like encouragement or support some people might look at you like are you kidding me like that sounds crazy that's not for people like us we don't do that and so it really takes uh seeing people who you can relate to in a way doing that or and not that they have to have everything but seeing that they're doing something different
1: for you to believe hey possibly i can do that too yeah. And I know you now have a course where people can go through your 10-step framework so that they can start working on achieving this goal of financial independence. Could you give us some insight into some of those steps that they are taking right now as they are working on their journey?
0: Yeah, so I came up with the uh, FI course. It's gone through many names. I think the name right now is Map Your Path to Financial Independence Course because I was trying to figure out how could I relay what I learned and the steps that I took mm-hmm. to get how far I've gone and have someone else go through the same framework. And so it's 10 steps to really make you realize and map out your journey. And I like how you said in the beginning, or just now that, you know, your your goals can change. My goals have changed. So when I first started this journey intentionally, I thought, okay, by 40, I'm going to keep working at my job, make as much money as I can. And then I'm out. I'm good. I won't have to like actively work again. I can choose what I want to do. Started Journey to Launch and realized, oh, wait, Like my goals have changed. It's not about the money for me anymore because if it was, I would have stayed at my job. It's more about the freedom and what I like doing for work. So my goals change. And so with the 10-step framework, it's understanding that you need to understand your starting point. So we work on mindset and habits way in the beginning, but then we also figure out and determine what is your starting point. And then we figure out, okay, what's that end point? And how do we get from where you are to where you want to be and account for the changes that may occur? So how do we make it flexible so that way in two years, if you decide you want to travel the world or take a sabbatical or change jobs and careers or start your own business, how can you make that possible using this framework? So it kind of goes
1: through that. Got it. So as you mentioned, when you first started this journey, your goal was just to retire, but at some point you decided to start investing in yourself. So now as you build your journey to launch platform, how do you turn a platform like that into a viable business so that you do have that income or work flexibility? How are you monetizing it?
0: Yeah, so starting Journey to Launch, I had no idea it would be the thing that actually allowed me to achieve the flexibility in my life now that I have. So I literally did think it was just going to be on the side as a blog or then a podcast. Then because of the response and how people felt about it, you know, I really saw like, wow, this could be the thing that helps me achieve it faster or maybe not. And so I quit my job right after giving birth to my third child and said to myself, I'm going to bet on myself. Because I can either stay in this job and be not happy, dare I say, miserable for the next few years just for the money. Or I can, you know, bring my strengths into the world in this business and see what happens. And so with Journey to Launch, it makes money in in a a bunch of ways. One of the things I did before I left my job, though, is I made sure we had a runway that if we didn't make money, like I was not pressured to feel like we just had to earn money in any way. So I wanted to make sure that I was not going to be pressured or felt pressured to earn money and then sell and do things that were not in integrity with myself. But with journey to launch now, the way it makes money is through partnerships. So I have some brand partnerships and sponsorships with the podcast and then just, in general with me as the brand and as a speaker or content creator also we have the courses so the fi course and the membership and then i also do just speaking events and writing and all these other like areas in which because i'm investing in myself and growing my own self as my best asset helps to earn me money and then journey to launch money
1: okay so for anyone listening who would like to start a business as a way to increase their earning potential on this journey to financial independence, what is the best advice you can give them?
0: So there's two kinds of businesses. I would say, if you're working right now and you want to start something on the side, it's like that quick, one is that quick side hustle or win. It's not going to take much thought or you know startup capital. It's literally maybe, okay, you're good at dealing with kids. So you're like dealing with kids on the weekends or after your day job, or maybe you speak a different language. So it's tutoring, right? It's like these quick win side hustles that you can use to pay off debt or do other things to help you on your journey. And then there becomes the next like kind of level to me, which is like a side hustle that could potentially be a business, a full-time business for yourself. And so you want to leverage your skill sets that you currently have at your job. Maybe there's something you're doing right now that you literally are good at. So it could be job related or Maybe it's not directly, but maybe you're good at organization. Like that's a skill set you bring to your job. And now you can like do that within your side hustle. And so it's really taking what you're good at or what people ask you questions about all the time and leveraging that into something and scaling it from like maybe a one on one relationship with coaching or uh, teaching and educating people about it to then scaling it to a place where eventually you may be able to quit your job too.
1: Mm, I like that. So now for anyone whose interest has been piqued by not only your journey, but just the fire movement in general, where can they learn more about you and really the information that you're offering?
0: Yeah. So you could go to journeytolaunch.com. That's my website. I recently got it done over. I'm so happy with the way it looks now. It looks great. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Shirley. She was my designer. And then also, so I have a podcast. The podcast is the way I get information out. It's been basically, if you're listening to this podcast, you can find the journey to launch podcast wherever you listen to this one. So just type in Journey to Launch, but it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, even YouTube. And so there is the best place to start in terms of like understanding about financial independence. I even have a jumpstart guide. So I created this free jumpstart guide for people who hear me talking like this and they're Mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm interested, but I don't know where to start. And so essentially like breaks down the top downloaded episodes, the steps to financial independence, those five stages. And then it does break down the 10 step in the FI course that I have. And so you can get that by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. And that will get you your jumpstart guide. And then the last thing I'll say is you can follow me on social media at Journey to Launch on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: Love it. Thank you so much, Jamila. This was amazing. And you've given us a lot of homework and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hi, scriptors. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at shesoffscript.com. See you on the next one.